My name is Lewis Tapscott. Now, I'm a podcaster and radio DJ, also a writer in um, my spare time. And this podcast, Inside an Artist, explores um, writers that are underappreciated or just aren't out there in the spotlight quite yet, but will be. This week, we're talking to filmmaker Shawnee Wright. What was it like um, working for the um, undercover paper? It was great. Obviously, I was younger. I enjoyed the action. I enjoyed the thrill. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of fear in it because there was always the chance that while you was undercover, you could be caught. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was long days, sleeping in vans, watching people with cameras and yeah. walking past people, dropping things, just like you see in the films, trying yeah. to get in places, um, yeah. work, work with people where you're undercover and they think you're one of their colleagues. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was quite interesting. I bet that was <laughs> exciting, but also really scary, wasn't it? It was very scary. Uh, yeah. In in some things, yes, it was. It was very scary. Yeah. Uh, like you know, we've worked with the Thai mafia. We've worked with uh, police that yeah. um, we've got stories on corrupt police. Yeah. The reason I moved on to script writing is I had quite a bad past as a child. Um. And things that I've never forgot, never talked about. And I was going to write a book. And then I thought, well, the best thing to do is write a script because I'd seen films of things that had actually happened in my life. And thought, well, I could put that out there and in one way kind of warn people what to look for. And so that's what made me go into script writing. Um Obviously, I, I wrote scripts and there was a load of rubbish <laughs> because I wasn't, I wasn't a script writer. Yeah. Um, I joined groups uh, online where they were critiquing your scripts. Yeah. And at first, I, I, I kind of didn't like it because they were destroying my story. Um, you know, it, that, that was my weakness. And then from character development, plausibility issues and log lines, those are my weaknesses. Yeah. However, I did overcome these issues by using script writing groups. So they read my scripts, they critiqued them. At first, I struggled with the fact I needed to drastically change parts of my script. Yeah. But obviously, I've learned that this critique is really important and necessary, and it, it does help you. Well, it's helped me finish my script, yeah. taking on all critiques, um, especially where I, I wrote a feature film, uh, Stiletto, three years ago. And yeah. um, obviously with the critiques on it, it's kind of changed and changed and changed and changed. Yeah. And now I look at it and think, well, yes, it reads better. And yes, it looks better, but it's cut a lot of what I wanted to say out. But one of the worst things about having a film, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. 
It is. But then you've got to sell these films. So the only way to do it is go along with what people want. Yeah, exactly. I agree. But I do believe uh, if people out there want to do script writing is to join these groups, um, you know, online and especially with these days now with the coronavirus, there's a lot yeah. of groups out there. There's London screenwriters, Greenwich writers, yeah. Leeds writers. You just join their group. I mean, a lot of people say you should write a logline, which is every screenwriter's nightmare. A logline of... Um, what the the film's about that's what you need to take it to a producer director you know um like uh stiletto was a violent serial killer and a manipulative seductive novel get caught up in a web of murder and lies that was my log line but you've got to sell that film off that so first of all, what you need is a log line, a little few page um, summary of the film. Yes, then you need your synopsis, yeah. um, which is a, a cut down version of your film in so many lines. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, every producer can't sit there and read a full script. Well, they don't, um, they have actual script readers that read them, they yeah. don't. So you've got to get that script reader to get interested in that film in kind of what a page, yeah, a page, and try and get as much as you can of the film in there and so. Yeah. It's going nowhere. It'll just go on a pile. Yeah, exactly, and that's what happens to most of these original projects. These nice original yeah. projects. People don't take chances on them. Well, it was like Die Hard. the first one they put in um, to get made and they didn't like parts of it and they asked them to change it. So they changed the script yeah. and by accident, some weird accident, Die Hard, the first script went in and they were rehearsing. They chopped up Die Hard like mad. And then by accident, somebody picked up the original scripts and then used that instead. Yes, and look where it went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you can't please everybody. No. I mean, it's like films. You've got to kind of stick to one genre because you need, like, I love psychological thrillers and that's a lot of what I've wrote. I mean, yeah. I've actually wrote a couple of horrors but I have to find somebody that likes psychological thrillers and only works on psychological thrillers yeah you know um but if you start doing different genres you're not going to get your work took people like you to stick to one genre do you build the world before you build the characters and story? Me personally, no. I don't go book. I I I'll I can be laying in bed some nights and think of something and I'll come into my office and I'll write it down. Um when I'm out, um I'll see something that I like and I put parts in there and then I'll come home. Um 
you kind of know what kind of, like I said, I like psychological thrillers. So I look for things that would go, I mean, I have cheated. I like everybody's cheated. Sometimes you'll watch a film and nick a line. Yeah. You know, you'll think, God, that's a good line. I'm keeping that. And you will throw it in. But I've set myself out a scene analyst condensed collection, what I look for. I look first for the purpose of the scene. Yeah. Um, then the significance of the scene. Then emotions. Yeah. Location, place, environment, setting. Then I look at an opening and a kind of beginning hook. Yeah. Then And then I look for the conflict, the obstacles. Then I go on to the dialogue and subtext. And then the suspense, tension and surprise. And humour, obviously, if you've got humour in there and irony. And then put them all together. I mean, some people just write a story and then change that story. I mean, uh, on one of the groups that I'm in, there's a, a man on that group and he doesn't, he writes, but he does nothing with it. And his stories are absolutely brilliant. And I said to him, let me do one of those stories and I'll make it into a script for you. And he went, oh, I'll think about it. I don't really want to do anything with it. No, they're absolutely fantastic. But he's just writing for fun. Yeah. And it's a shame because, you know, I mean, it's not my kind of thing. It, it is um, like spacey. Science fiction with humans, but with ghosts through in as well. It's weird, but it really read good, yeah. and will make a wonderful script. But someone's just asked me, um, if there's any writers out there, and they're looking for ways, you need to go. You need to sign up to LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I have got. Yeah, I have got a lot of people off there, actors, directors, producers, and I've just had a request off there of someone who's wrote a book and they want me to write the film for the book. Oh, really? So, yeah. Um, he actually contacted me this morning because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or not with my own work. Yeah. Um, and I've decided I will do it for him. And now we're just going through the terms and conditions. But you'll be surprised what contacts you can get off there. Do you think a React structure is important or it's not important? Um, yes, I think it is important. Yeah. I don't do it time, but yes, yes. Um, if you're a new writer, See, everybody writes different. Everybody puts something different. Someone might put their characters and think, right, I'm going to make a film. That's my characters. Now I've got to find what story I want. Well, yes, I can put them in this house and they live in different rooms and they've all got a different story to take. Yeah. Everybody works different. Everybody is totally different. Yeah, exactly. How I mean, um, what I want to ask you is um, my um, last question. Um, how do you structure characters? How do you come up with characters and things like that? 
people I know, um, people um, I speak to in the shop. I'm always listening, watching, and I sit in the park sometimes and I watch somebody, their actions and what they do. And then, yeah, I eavesdrop and I listen to people, how they talk and what they're talking about. And I'm writing mental notes and then i always have a pad and a pen every writer should always have a pad and a pen wherever they go because they're going to see something and if they don't write it down at that time they're going to forget it yeah pubs are usually a good place for that pubs and cafes yes well um i wrote three because someone said to me god have you got a thing about cafes I wrote, I wrote the uh, calf trays. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote um, You Are Going to Die, and that was in a cafe. Joshua, I wrote that for fun and put it on a group, and the London screenwriter said, you need to make that a series. It's really fantastic, but leave it as a teaser. So I left it as a teaser and wrote series one of Joshua. And then... I've got one called The Unwelcome Guest that's in a bed and breakfast. Yeah. And then I've got one in the pub, and it's called The Pub. Thank you for listening to Inside an Artist. Next week, we'll be joined by director and producer Jim Rogers as he walks us through how to direct and produce a film.